future, talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life from Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at UBNRadio.com. And most poor suckers are starving to death. I'd like to propose a toast. Well, 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 look what the cat dragged in. How do you know it was a cat that dragged me in? Meow. <laughs> this is going really well. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing Tuesday? Oh, you know, a little talk show on the rocks. Oh, right. Oh, I'm in that. Now yes. I'm on that train? <laughs> oh, good. Well, just, you know, pour me a double, baby. So join us on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. for On the Rocks with Jill. And Alexander. That went smoothly, don't you think? <laughs> See you Tuesdays. <laughs> oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Ladies and gentlemen, gentlemanly ladies and some lady gentlemen, all in this room, by the way. Uh, welcome to our Halloweeny episode. We're celebrating Halloweeny all month. Jill took the night off. Um, so I had to rally the forces together, and I am so happy um, to be able to raise the dead. <laughs> we have Gert Crawford here as Andorra from Bewitched. Hello, hello. You know, we just don't, you know, have any celebrities come on board. We'll, we'll dig them up if we have well, to. Well, every now and again, of course you do. I've I heard your show many a time. <laughs> Sometimes it's like raising the dead, depending who's on our show, but not tonight. Even though a few uh, somebody on our panel has almost risen the dead. <laughs> <laughs> we have the creators of the Alone Experience, which is an experience. Um, how do I put it? You can't really put it, but we're going to try to put it before I get put out. Anyway, no. <laughs> we have the creators of the Alone Experience, Lawrence Lewis and Devin Paulson, um, an amazing event in Los Angeles. Um, it's not really a haunted house. It's an existential haunting. Yes, it is. Yes. You know, I existentially haunt West Hollywood on a Friday or Saturday. <laughs> that's, that's my experience, but it's a whole experience. We also have the founder, uh, one of the co-founders, a spiritualist, uh, Shauna Leilani, who has this amazing group called the L.A. Paradolls, and it's an all-female ghost hunting group. And last night, I ghost hunted. I did. There's, like, machinery. So what did you find? Well, <laughs> there was, like, a male ghost there. We had to go in the men's bathroom at one point, and I was like, I've done this. Girl, I got it. <laughs> I've risen more than the dead from there. But... Uh, we actually, uh, we're going to talk to Shauna about ghost hunting, and she even brought some of her ghost hunting apparati. Is, is that how you say it? I have to talk to the smart guys over here. Apparati? I Absolutely. believe so. Got it. Woo! Feeling smart already. Hello, Kurt. How you doing? Good. I have no mic, but... Yes. Do you have a Halloween pun for us? Well, speaking for Kurt, yes, I am fantastic. <laughs> Pretty much, you have more makeup on, of course. Yeah. I'm wondering if I show up at Kurt's house on a Sunday and he opens the door and if he does not look a little bit like this. Well, I've you met know, his wife. I think they get a little, you know, a little be- kinky. Before I shave my back, that's that's kind of <laughs> what I look like on a Sunday. Come around two o'clock, though. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's very good. Oh, poor Kurt being a straight engineer at this station. is It's a lost <laughs> hope. Although one time we had two like sexy women models here. He couldn't even press the buttons. He was sweating. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Anyway, Kurt, Gert, you and I have known each other for, yes. for years and years and years. Quite a few years. We've been through many adventures together. Yes, very, very exciting Some we can talk days. about and some we cannot. Yes, okay. Yes. <laughs> um, I need to play some pictures from Kurt's past. You, you have established yourself 
um, I wouldn't call it drag. It's it's like it's characters you play. I was just talking about this today. I did a, an interview today with a young lady from LMU, and I grew up watching the Carol Burnett show and just loved the way that Carol Burnett imitated characters. And she could completely transform every week and just become this amazing, fantastic person. There's the and, Mama's Valley pick right And now. I thought, like, I, I love that. I, I, and so I, I, I'm not necessarily a drag queen that, that follows one character. So it's like today I'm Endora, and it's like next week I could be Eunice, and the week after that Miss Gulch, and I was here on your show as Miss Gulch. Yes, yes. So, but you you totally capture uh, play the Kristen Wiig uh, character. I mean, you really get these characters down to the detail. Why do you do it? Because it's not cheap. <laughs> because I think uh, a lot of drag queens, especially in in Los Angeles, they're really really fierce. Their makeup is fierce, and and they're they're almost like scary to me. And I sometimes am like thinking, are you just like a gay boy that's mad at society? So you're going to become this like Dominique Devereaux bitch and get back at everyone? And I never <laughs> wanted half to our do listeners. That. Thanks, Kurt. <laughs> uh, oh, sorry about that, everyone. Anyway, back to me. Um, so <laughs> what I wanted to do is just sort of I don't know. I bring back characters from our past that when we were young that we grew up with and so it's it's never supposed to be pretty or sexy or beautiful it's just like that character that you just remember and so i thought when you asked me to be on your show i thought well it's halloween i have to be a witch and and my favorite witch of course is endora from um from 60s television and so i thought well i'm just gonna come on as endora so you know i ran a brush through my hair put a little vaseline (laughs) on my lips and 10 minutes later here i am (laughs) but I, i really can't get over how quickly you do your makeup because you said oh you know i'm gonna have a half an hour between your your day life and yeah. getting here and I'm like what that would take me like yeah me, you know makeup is like a, a, you just plan it out I have it all laid out on the bed and I have my hair and I kind of put together when I'm doing an outfit I literally lay it out on the bed and I kind of have to look at it and piece by piece I'm like well she needs a ring and she needs nails oh one of my nails fell off so if it's in anyone's cocktails <laughs> I apologize for that um, oh here it is um, anyway so I just kind of have Glamorous. the whole thing yeah it only goes uphill from here ladies it's, and gentlemen it's all laid out and I have to like look at it and see there it is and then literally you just go home and do the makeup and sort of jump into it. And I'm driving along in my little Carmen Ghia and I have the theme from Bewitched. And everyone at every traffic light is like, oh my God, you're like fabulous. And I'm some like, of the Republicans what? are sweating a little bit. They're like, what am yeah, I feeling? I don't know. Yeah, just Hashtag a little Trump. bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but you do each character so well. You've done Joan Crawford. When you did Miss Gulch, yes. uh, was it last year? Miss Gulch, yes. Two, two years ago. It was two years ago. You literally went up and down the streets of West Hollywood in the bike with the basket, with the dog, playing the music. I had well. You you have to understand. You can't just walk into Goodwill and they have like Miss Gulch outfit like on the rack for five dollars. You know, you have to get someone that that, was from that my literally donation, can okay. kind of yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, out of the closet that, <laughs> that literally can find like and make that pattern and that old. It was she was only ever shown in black and white. So of course you're creating a character from a movie that was in the 30s that was only her character was in black and white because it didn't go to color till Dorothy actually got there. And piece by piece, like you find the hat and you do that conservative hair and you get the basket and you have to do black and white makeup, of course. Because when I'm photographed, I need to look black and white because Miss Gulch was never shown in color. So that alone is hard to do. But it's like when it comes out, I look at it and think, well, that's that's really fierce. And nobody ever does her. Everyone does the witch and everyone does like not, Linda and, yeah. and Dorothy. And I've seen it a million times. Nobody does Miss Gulch. Well, not and, on purpose. I mean, yeah. some do, but. And I got a bicycle and I paint it matte black. So again, it shows up in the photos and one of those stationary bike things. So I can just be pedaling with my 15 second song all night long. That's all I do is just pedal because that's all she really did. 
Well, of course, she got her dog, too. <laughs> yes. Oh, Gert, wouldn't therapy be cheaper? Well, now, that's what my mother always says. And as I'm approaching my 30s, I think to myself, I should probably look. Are you all right? Do you need Choking a on something. Oh, I know. You should have a spider teeny. It always helps I me. Should. Speaking of spider teenies. What? And Dora was always known, uh, Agnes Moorhead, actually. She, she, was, she was a good drunk. Like, everybody liked her to be she drunk. Was, I love that. And she was a lesbian. Was she? Yes. You Don't didn't know that. Come on. That. I didn't know that. You are lying to me. Oh, my God. I In fact, her tombstone says lesbian. That's all it does says. Does it? No. But she was a lesbian, <laughs> and she slept with a lot of um, big names. I, I must tell you, I, uh, I'm a makeup artist. That's what Wikipedia artist. said. I don't know. I'm a makeup <laughs> artist. That's what I do for a living. And I got a, a phone call to do a house call, and it was on Roxbury. In Beverly Hills, and I pull up to the house, and I'm looking at it, and and this is only a month ago, and I thought, this looks like Agnes Moorhead's house. From what I remember, like touring around through that neighborhood, and I went in, I set the lady down, I'm doing her makeup, and I'm like, so um, did anyone famous ever live in this house? And she's like, well, it was an actress, you know, from a TV show called Bewitched. You probably don't remember it. I'm, I said, yeah, I'm a, I'm old enough, and and she said it's Agnes Moorhead's house. Well, I damn near like literally had like witch period right there. So I'm like, okay, well that's it. I'm doing like Endora for Halloween. So 30 days go to this. Yes. Being in Agnes Moorhead's house inspired me. Maybe when Shauna brings out her ghost hunting stuff, oh. maybe Agnes will pay a visit. Oh, I yeah. would love that. If she could just phone in. <laughs> well, she phoned in the last few seasons of Bewitched. Let's be honest. Wow. Poof, Darren, poof, I'm gone, right? You need a drink. I do need a drink. I so, think you need to loosen up a little. <laughs> well, any more loose, we'll lose, we'll, we'll lose this chair. Yes. Anyway, but... <laughs> um, Agnes Moorhead was, was a great drinker. So, in true uh, character, deep research form, As you have brought Bert your Crawford. famous... Uh, we're going to put the recipe up on screen. I have brought my famous spider teenies, which are actually... It's almost a Cosmo, but it's orange. But it's manlier. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so my recipe, if it's up on the screen right now, it is five parts vodka. Kurt, find the recipe. Th- oh, He's a straight oh, man. Oh, he doesn't coming. know what a recipe l- looks like. Okay. Well, when I go into a bar and I ask for a Cosmo and they just sort of pour shit into... Oh, I probably can't say that on the air. We're not regulated by the FCC. So when they pour shit into the glass, they'd like give a splash of this and a splash of that. My secret to my spider teenies and my rat teenies is that you have to measure it. You absolutely have to. Um, So, and I like to use good vodka because sometimes, you know, when you have bad vodka, you know, you wake up like face down in a pool of your own sick. Yes, or you You get kicked out of places. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. But um, so so having good vodka is the best thing. So I love to use Kettle One or Grey Goose. That is fancy. Yes. What about for some of a struggling artist? Kettle One or Grey Goose. Just get somebody else to pay for it. Anyway, <laughs> triple sec. I don't know like, what's good triple sec. Does anyone know? Because I just buy, like, I, I see it at Bethmo, and I buy, like, the biggest bottle that I can find. That's, that's, that's really my secret. We're getting, oh, Sarah Palin, I remember her. <gasps> oh, as they're scanning through these pictures, I absolutely love it. My computer's not working. No, that's Okay. But, um, I'm, well, I can just tell you the recipe, and then if it comes yeah. up, it'll be fantastic. So, so Kettle One, I do five parts of Kettle One. I do three parts of Triple Sec. <laughs> I like the sound of this drink, by the way. One part Rose's Sweet Lime Juice. And if you're doing a Cosmo, you would add cranberry juice for color. If you're doing a Spider Teeny, you don't have to add cranberry juice. If you really want to be like true to character, get white cranberry juice because it's colorless. The most important thing is that you get food coloring. And a little bit of food coloring, which is red and yellow. You put them together, and they make orange. Now, I asked my husband to stop and get food coloring today. He brought me Betty Crocker icing food coloring. (laughs) 
So if your drink is a little bit sweet tonight, I apologize. You are married to a Republican. Yes, I didn't Never mean... Never been in a kitchen or I, had to clean one. <laughs> I definitely didn't mean for it to be icing food coloring, but it makes this beautiful, beautiful orange. And um, I also like to garnish it. I put a little spider in there. And, of course, I have little rubber rats, and you can get these at Target. They're marvelous. Or a picture of Donald Trump. Top. Either one works. Yeah, so may I pour you one of my famous spider teenies? Yes, so but don't be stingy, Andorra. No, okay. Well, here, I'll give you that one right there. Now, would you like a oh, rat? God. Oh, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, sorry about that. Hold your liquids, Agnes. Now, would you like a rat or a spider in your drink as a garnish? <laughs> How about a rich man? Well, now, actually, now don't make fun of me. The spiders are actually ants. So I, I, I'm telling everyone these are my famous spider teeny, and, and like people have clocked me and said, that's an ant. And I'm like, no, it's definitely a spider. And then you kick and them like, out of the party because no, shut it's up, it's a free ant. drink. Right? So to, to avoid embarrassment, I'm going to give you a rat. So Aww. this is officially a rat teeny. Just like my hometown. Now let's all, do you all have, oh, you need a refill over there, darling. Bring it over Already? here. Here, yeah. come here. Okay, Count no Buzula over here in the corner. There we go. There's the we recipe have on screen. More. We'll have to make more during the break. There it is right there. Oh, absolutely. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Happy Halloween. Cheers. Do you have like a magic spell? Um, I, I, I don't really, but we, could we make one up together? Yes. Do you um, wanna, oh, oh, Zephyr winds that float on high. Lift me now so I can fly. Oh, I stole that from Almighty Isis. I that was pretty to good. Do, that. do you love it? Hocus Pocus, Alamogocus. There we go. Cheers, everyone. Here's Happy to us. Halloween. Cheers. Enjoy your spider TV. Oh, oh. Isn't it delicious? Oh, this is quite delicious. It's delicious. Now, normally you would you really would good. pour this over ice. Oh, my God. Even I'm shake, feeling the burn. Yeah, shake the hell and out I'm of Latino. it. I'm Latino. If you don't pour it over ice, of course, it burns the esophagus a little bit, but that's all part of because Halloween. My singing career. Yeah. Of course, if you swallow the rat, that's not good either. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's pain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, I want to play a quick clip uh, from you from the from the West Hollywood famous red party. Oh, the red dress party at yes, the Gold Coast. Because you didn't just dress yourself; you brought a chorus. Well, with they you. they they expect me to you know come if you're gonna if you're gonna come to the red dress party, you got to come and bring something fantastic. Yes. So I did the Go Go's vacation video because that was one of my favorite videos from the eighties. Let's pl- let's play this right now. <laughs> You want it, girl? You want it, girl? Oh my god, I love the fucking water. That's hilarious. So that's pretty awesome. Vacation, all I ever wanted. (laughs) So I'm so excited for you to join me um, in welcoming our guest. I'm excited too. I can't wait to hear about all this. I haven't seen any of this, so this is going to be magical for me. If I came, would would it be okay if I came as Andorra? No. Oh. No. No. And we'll explain why. (laughs) I would like to welcome Lawrence Lewis and Devin Paulson from. The alone experience, or alone the experience, whatever. Either way, not the home alone experience, which Macaulay Culkin's trying to do right now in the corner somewhere. (laughs) This is like this is an actual event, but this is the culmination of of a multi uh, event event. 
Does that even make sense? In a van, a van. You make, you make as much before. sense as alone makes sense. Yeah. So. Well, and it's funny because you go to the website and it's so obscure. With It's talking about light and absorption and the different uh, stages of light. Um, and then you see some pictures, but we couldn't even get that many pictures because it's so secretive. Behind the glass door alone incorporated, right? Yes, exactly. Exactly. We don't let any cameras filming or photography or anything photography inside. inside. Yeah. So what exactly, how, how would you explain it to somebody off of the street? Um, we try our best not to explain it. <laughs> Hence the no photos. Um, but, but, uh, but you still have yeah, to bring yeah, people in. Do, you have to do. say yeah, like, it's we a do. haunting. We do. It, you know, an exist- existential haunting. And uh, we say sometimes it lies somewhere in between a, a, an art installation and a haunted house. So I like that. Like American Horror Story, exactly. season one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just without Jessica Lang. Right. Although I, I'm sure she's there somewhere. Somewhere. Because the acting is very good. There's an element okay. of acting. Yes. Um, and, and from what everybody that I've talked to that has gone through with the reviews, um, and my own experience from it, is that it is, um, it's not like a haunted house where it's like, woo, look at me, I'm scary. People are actually buying into this whole story, almost like a choose-your-own-adventure. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's really... Um, the parts are so well played. You really feel like you're walking into a nightmare dream, almost. Yeah, and we yeah, don't. We don't. Like. Yeah, we don't focus solely on fear. We we we, we yeah. try and try and you know elicit a bunch of different emotions. So some of it's it, quite beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. yeah wonder. Uh, you know, laughter, amusement, joy, and, and, joy yeah. and pleasure, and disquietude, and mm-hmm. fear, and all those things, all all, all at the same time. Yeah. How long does it take for you to plan this out? Because every room was so planned out. Every detail from a light switch to, to uh, well, I won't give away what, what the objects sure. are. But, I mean, every scene you go into, well, the building doesn't hurt either. Well, we have, we're, we're, building we have a fantastic yeah. location this year. And we, we are very site-specific or site-responsive, whatever you want to call it. And so, you know, we have this kind of concept for the year, the Unweave the Rainbow, the four-part kind of story. Um, which is more concept rather than actual plot. But uh, w- really the building of the actual experience doesn't happen until we walk into that building with all of our stuff. And wow. so it's, it's... We basically have like a rough structure and a rough concept. And then we get into a space and we kind of engineer it within the space with what we have. And that's, that's pretty much what we end up doing. So the space is plays as much into the creation of it as as we do. Yeah. And so we look for a very long time for very specific places. Now, how do you work collaboratively? Because it's almost like writing a song where there's lyrics to it, there's the visual, there's, I mean, there's so many senses to it. Do you sit and storyboard it? it does one of you take over what the story might be and the other <coughs> one adds the elements? Or Well, Devin, uh, by trade, is an artist and I'm a producer. So we kind of naturally fall into those roles in this. But we do get to actually go outside of those We those definitely, roles. yeah, exactly. And we both share in the, in the creativity, we both share in the production of it. But um, I would say, yeah, a large portion, many months before leading up to any show is sitting around... Smoking weed, drinking, drinking talking. Yeah. Drinking. <laughs> yes. Unfamiliar. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yep. A spider teeny or two. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I always tell my boyfriend, <laughs> I got to go work with Devin <laughs> on a loan. He's like, oh, what bar are you going to? <laughs> <laughs> my God, it's my life. <laughs> now, how, how did you crazy guys meet? Um, we met through mutual friends years and years ago. I mean, yeah, a long time. We have a long collaborative history, which we didn't really realize until we had to start writing press releases about what we are and what we do. And we've we've been in bands together. We've done sound installations installations, and galleries together. And so we've, we've 
had we've this basically long been history doing of... we've been doing the same exact thing for many many years in different sort of formations yeah. I suppose yeah well this really takes a lot of balls because you know during the Halloween season there's so many different events you can go to there's so many things like from the haunted hayride and I mean everything's very fun but this is so different and with you not really explaining what it is you know people could kind of be like hmm, I, don't, I don't know like light refraction what that, yeah, that's yeah. how I am right now yeah. <laughs> I mean you know we do so, we, 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 we can't say like logistically it's a 45 minute walk through experience it's basically I would say uh, or run through if, or run if through, it's or, run through. Or, or run through or like the mighty gazelle I was leaping sure. through the corridors yes or kick out from yes. you know whatever I was talking too much <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks for bringing it up <laughs> More spider TVs for everybody. Yes, I exactly. I feel like we're in trouble here. Yeah. No, no, I love you guys. It was um, it, it, well, it was I, a very unique experience, and thank God you have a very good PR rep too, because the, mm-hmm, uh-huh, uh-huh. she's right over there. Shout yes. out. <laughs> um, but it is so intriguing the way it's described and the art visuals. Do you guys do all of your own marketing art? As, yes, as, mm-hmm. as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we basically we do all of. We basically do all of alone with a couple different people, and so we have somebody who does music with us, and then Ryan Connor, we, Ryan Connor, whose sublamp is his moniker, and he he works with us very heavily, does most of the does all of the music, and we have uh, Ben Taylor who basically kind of runs, runs the, show. the entire show without him. He tells us when we're doing everything wrong. Yeah, what's we your full apart. staff to make it operate? So it's different every time um, each individual show we do is is kind of totally different. So we, we do some things that are more like um, scavenger hunts, and um, so we do smaller shows and larger shows. This time we have about 35 actors and, in, and in there. about five crew people, yeah. so about 40 people. How do you rehearse something like this? You don't. <laughs> it's, I mean, that must be crazy. It's, it's, Basically, it's, it's, it's walking through going, this is your room, you do something here, we'll get back to this. Then we go to the next person, you do something here. And then we slowly kind of write scripts, hand them to people, say do some of this, and then we go through and work with them. And I yeah, would say that's pretty. And the, 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 the really the only way to rehearse it is to bring in an audience. Yeah. So we ask all the, the the cast and crew to bring in their friends that that can't afford to buy the ticket, and we'll give them a discount to the real show if they come through and do a dry run. That's me. Yep. <laughs> well, and without a script, you only have to pay the actors half. So that's, exactly. that's exactly. just economical, yeah. Yeah. right? <laughs> so uh, what scares you guys? Like, where do you draw your elements of being scared? Because being scared is not just somebody popping out at you and saying, boo. Sure. And don't just point to me when you answer the question, okay? <laughs> Wait till the makeup runs and it yeah, gets really yeah, scary. exactly. You have no idea. See you at Gold Coast later. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> no, but, but like, because, um, and this is what, what you talk about in explaining the show, is the, the whole alone experience right like that's a big fear multi-generational fear no matter where you come from everybody's afraid of being alone and so that is very haunting in itself without boo i'm scared exactly what scares you guys I mean, I think it's all of the this same. This interview. It's, no. My spider teenies. No, it's, it's all the same thing. Uh, actually, I think the it's spider ants. Teenies, the spider teenies are the things that keep us from being scared. Yeah, because right, there's world. ants in the glass. They're not actually spiders. <laughs> the, uh, the banality of life, the uh, uncertainty, the disconnection, all those kind of things, I think, are, are some of our biggest, at least for me, yeah. and, and also the influences for the show. I, I, I mean, I don't necessarily know what, what scares me or scares us, but like... I think, you know, like great art should be uncomfortable and scary and and should kind of push out on your boundaries and make you rethink, you know, yourself, your perspectives, things like that. And so, I, I mean, things that are that are scary or uncomfortable, I think, th- hap- happen every day, but also like great, great art 
those kind of things are the things that are like kind of make you reconsider your positions, how you think about things, how you think about life, what life is. What I love about the experience is, you know, when you tend to go in haunted houses with groups, like you put on fronts because you're with somebody else. You're like, ooh, you know, um, this when there's parts where you are definitely alone, like you're there by yourself. So your own fears come out. And what I like about that, everybody who came out, I mean, the minute you come out, you're like, blah, 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 right? Right. Everybody had a different experience and everybody thought one aspect was scarier than the other. And there were so many different stories being told from this one experience. Yeah. Yeah, we, we get a lot of feedback uh, through social media from various people, either Just private messages or posted people, things, yeah. and and they say some really amazing things about how they really have, you know, gotten in touch with something inside that they didn't realize or, or how it helped them through something, and very emotional responses we get from people, which is kind of an exciting uh, benefit of doing it. I want to play a picture from my time there on Friday. Let's let's see some of the aftermath. There, there we go. Uh Jesse Medalis, uh, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago, that, that's how he came out. He came out a little different than he went in. <laughs> you get, I might get a little dirty when you go in. <laughs> he sent me the cleaning bill. but <laughs> <laughs> um, and you'll know, Well, you can't really see, but uh, I, I am not covered in anything. Um, I <laughs> and why aren't you covered? You escaped. You escaped. I won. So. Yeah. <laughs> you won. I won. Shut you it down. Like, I figured it out. Experience. It was amazing. <laughs> I have the alone t-shirt to prove it. <laughs> So what's next for you guys? Are you guys already planning the next thing? Because this kind of put a final chapter um, mm-hmm. in this whole uh, journey. I, yeah, we always kind of reinvent the show, you know, uh, every, never, every yeah. once in a while. So um, we don't have anything planned. We're so focused on, on this month. But uh, there'll be something new next year. I know. Year. Give us some time to finish this before you start. <laughs> yeah. Ask yeah, us yeah. what's next. Well, no, because that, this that, is what's next. Everybody that, that I talked to that night and even what the reviews are saying is people can't wait to see what's next. Yeah. Sure. I mean, and that's what you want. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes, we do have we do have, well, we have something kind of in the works. It's called Alone Intimate, and oh. I also think, I also is that at the Pleasure Chest? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a, it's a, it's an experience designed for just one single person. That's my Friday night. Uh, I, I know. I was going to say I, I you're married. I, I met that guy on Grinder. I know who you're talking about, honey. Come on, break it down. Have a spider teeny. I know. Yeah. Go on. Um, I think moving moving into next year, we, we're trying to come up with some kind of more tiered system. Um, this year, last year, just uh, by the way it happened kind of moving forward was we ended up doing kind of four shows. Several of them were quite small. So moving into this year, we were like, well, let's plan kind of conceptually linked shows. Um, and so we planned for four shows. And I think next year we're, we're looking at kind of a more tiered thing where we're going to have a higher end yeah. uh, experience for one person. And it's a, you know, it could be like a two week. Oh my God, I love that. Almost thing. like the game. Like with, exactly, with Michael yeah. Douglas, it's one of my favorite movies. So if you yeah. imagine a cross between the game and alone. Something, exactly something in is. there, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if I did that? And like, how would I know that I was kicked out of the game? Right. And I was like, it's still going on. And the person at Burger King is like, no, just give me your order. I'm like, no, you're in on it. That's one of the things we're fascinated with is like blurring the lines of... And not telling of, them when it ends. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like, so yeah, previously we, we kind of did push out on those boundaries of like when something starts or ends. We didn't so much this show, but previously... Uh, we had like you know we enjoy false endings and not. <laughs> I've, I've had a few of those yeah. too. <laughs> wow, this is like a story of my life. <laughs> Just call the next show Alexander. Let's you know on ice. <laughs> <laughs> so alone, intimate will uh, yeah. be kind of a higher echelon for uh, people that 
It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. And then we'll tear it down from there for small weekend experiences and and, uh, various various formats. We'll probably never do four shows within about four months again. never again i can't even imagine and fi- financially wise because like i said you guys have balls for for having this kind of experience but then thank again, you <laughs> well yours are tucked away i hope because i don't see anything no. anyway okay. yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to believe it's halloween <laughs> um, but financially this is a big risk because you're not playing to the masses. You're right. not playing to the person that wants to just be scared for Halloween. I don't know if it's balls or, or naive, naivete, but or uh, it's uh, either it's to your art too. It's exactly to you as I, artist. either 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 way. It's a blessing a because of... it wouldn't exist if we were scared and and nervous about putting something like this out there. Awesome. We're gonna play the really quick trailer you have, and it explains everything what this event is. It does. Yeah, <laughs> Kurt, can you play that? This is the best way we could explain it. When light is absorbed, it is not given back to the environment in any way. Light blinks out. This is the absence of light. And that, that was actually so me with it? the ponytail walking down there. I was like, hey, I girl. Love, I love your harem. I'm actually Thank jealous you. for the first time. With some office realness you were giving. Yeah. <laughs> I was the red-haired one. Yeah. Um, Apparently. T- tell our listeners where they can get tickets, where they can find out more. TheAloneExperience.com. And we're also on Facebook, The Alone Experience, Instagram, Alone Experience. And I, I suggest going to to the Facebook because you, you post interesting things not just about the, the show. The Facebook. They haven't said that in like 10 years. The <laughs> Facebook. I well, love that. I'm being oh, retro because the I retro knew... night here on right. Halloween. The Facebook. 60s. I knew the crowd you were going to bring. I'm playing to the audience. Uh-huh. Hi, Palm Springs. Uh-huh. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to the Facebook. <laughs> Another, Shut up, the MySpace. Another spider teeny, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as a Halloween treat, uh, we're going to play your favorite scene from Hocus Pocus, and when we come back, and gentlemen, please stick around. Thank you. Because we are going to talk ghost hunting, and anything you want to ask about ghost hunting, we have uh, Shauna Leilani, right? Hello. Aloha. Is that Hawaiian? It is. Wow. Yes. you got everything going on. you got pink hair, you're Hawaiian, you're like a Disney character. You're like Lilo and Stitch and... They, they do call me the pair of princess, so I like that. That yes. works. Oh, wow. <laughs> my God, I love it. She could be my great, 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 great granddaughter. Yes. <laughs> that makes me even more excited right now. The pair of princess. <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to refill our, our, our glasses. And then when we come back, we're going to talk ghost hunting and uh, the spiritual ghost world. Ooh. Hey, that was almost like we rehearsed it. <laughs> Go to it, Cart. Thank you, Max. For that marvelous introduction. (laughs) I put a spell on you. And now you're mine. (laughs) You can't stop the things I do. I ain't lying. No! No! Don't look at Been 300 years, right down to the day. Now the witch is back. And there's hell to pay. <laughs> I just on you. Good joke. Happy Halloween. Thanks a lot. No, man, I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to get heavy. I'm not kidding.
So as you know, uh, they're planning Hocus Pocus Part 2, which I'm really excited about. What I'm not excited about in Halloween news is the writer from Twilight. What's her name? Twilight? I don't even want Stephanie to. Meyer or something. Oh, I love Stephanie Powers. So she... Heart to Heart was my favorite show. <laughs> I'd rather pay Thank attention to her writing. Than, than, yeah. Than the... yeah. So if anybody <laughs> enjoyed Twilight, I apologize. Sean, I'm sure a lot of your, your people love, love the Twilight, just my, like the Facebook. No, 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 no. My people? No, no, no. Because <laughs> they're better than that. I hung out with them. I thought I was going to get beaten up by them or the ghost. Anyway. Right? <laughs> so this author is rewriting the Twilight series, but she's switching the sexes of Edward and Bella. So it's Edith and... Bubba, or I just made that up. But she's really switching the sexes and she's rewriting the stories. Isn't that a cop out? Like all she has to do is change he, she, she, he, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry, wasn't Twilight kind of a cop out anyway? What were you expecting? Fight, fight. Although fight, I will fight, say fight, after fight, all that, fight. Team Jacob. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we are proud to welcome uh, Shauna Leilani. Yay! Yes. Thank you so much for having me. My friend Tim told me, he said, oh my God, there's this, this ghost hunting group and my ears perked up. And then he said, all female. And they perked up halfway because I was like, oh, what? <laughs> like, I'm probably going to hang out with him, but I'm not going to be able to go home with any of them. You know what I mean? But uh, an all female ghost hunting group, like you were doing it before they announced the new Ghostbusters reboot. Yeah, I didn't even actually know about the new Ghostbusters thing until Saturday. I was like, oh, they stole my idea, but I'm okay with that. Sue them. Right? Well, and as far as taking them home, we are opening the pair of dudes, so they're still a chance. Are you really? We are. Pair of dudes. Yes. Pair of dudes. Mostly because I just like the word pair of dudes. So we are looking for male Ghostbusters that want to join our team, that want to be bossed around by a bunch of girls. Thank you. (laughs) I think I saw pair of dudes on Grindr as well. We should should get Grindr. Grinders a sponsor. Paradise. Well, well, okay. Two for one. It's not just for happy hour anymore. She has a very radio voice, by the way. She has a radio everything. I love Thank that. You. Please tell us more. <laughs> I, I, I want to talk about this group because you invited me last night. So last night I went to the Roar Room, which is in La Crescenta, and it has a huge history um, to this place. And you did a ghost hunt, which I thought was fascinating. Number one, what I appreciated is that you didn't try to make it like, ooh, we're on a ghost hunt. Like, everybody hold hands and I'm going to kick the table on, you know, underneath and make Thanks it seem... Thanks for the idea, though. Maybe <laughs> I'll do that next time if it gets slow. No, but it was so down to earth and it was so like, here's how we ghost hunt. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Here's how we talk to them. And it was such a unique experience. Um, and and you, do, you do invite the public Yes. Um, and uh, you have uh, events. Ha- yeah, we have public events that are hosted through the Green Man Store and Beardy Lady Vintage probably about once a month. Um, and we do feature the Roar Room a lot. So, yes. Um, and I think we have pictures from uh, the Vintage Room. There's all these like haunted, creepy dolls. Oh, um, yeah. 
Um, and actually, those pictures around the bar that you see are pictures that we took last night that actually have orbs. Yeah, if you look close, you will see orbs in them. And the haunted creepy doll actually um, now is in my home. Uh, the pair of dolls needed a haunted doll. So that is Stephanie the doll that is haunted and lives with me now. And your husband's okay with that? Okay, he that was... is like weird. That's like <laughs> Annabelle, which that, is a terrible movie, right. by the way. I never actually got to see that. But um, oh, no, God. my husband was super mad when I brought brought her home. And I was like, hey, trying to like play it off. You're like, doll. I brought somebody home we can play with. He's like, yeah. And then it was like, no. <laughs> well, it was like, hey, babe, can I have a kiss? He's like, what's in your arm? I'm like, I'm just going to you know, not pay attention to you right now. She's going to just live in the China cabinet surrounded by salt and hematite. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I think is she it a Mormon family? S- salt and hematite? She needs more spider teeny, <laughs> I think. Uh, yeah. Which, which lingo? Thinking. Which lingo? So yeah, salt just to kind of keep all the juju in, and um, hematite to also make sure that she behaves because the doll definitely has an attitude problem. Well, <laughs> don't we all? Um, I want to talk about your start because you started doing tarot cards when you were like eight years old. Yes. Like, was it like did they just like how does that? Eight, I mean, when I was eight years old, I was playing like Star Wars and My Little Pony. Well, my uh, mom's best friend came over with tarot cards one day, and he gave me like you know just as much of a reading as you can give an eight year old. And there was something about me. I'm like, I must learn how to do this. So I saved my puny eight year old allowance for God knows how long, and drug my mother and grandmother to a store that had them. And I took them back to him after I got my deck. I said, Hey, teach me. He goes, No, teach yourself. What are they telling you? And so it just kind of went from there that I would just kind of walk around elementary school and play with them. And even some of my childhood friends from, you know, the fourth grade still remember, like, well, the first time I met you, you asked to read my tarot cards. That's funny. Um, So you've always had this intuitive sense. Um, And you can sense, even from last night, you can sense uh, when there's a ghostly presence. Um, How how does that affect your daily life? and, And how do you feel those presences? Well, as far as it affecting my daily life, it's actually my nine to five job that I am a professional psychic by trade, so it affects it beautifully. But um, which you changed into because you were a veterinarian, right? I, I, I was a vet tech. Yeah, so I was a vet tech. Like the for dog years. whisperer, just taller uh, and more much. attractive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's Where that. did Caesar Milan go, by the way? Again. Where did he go? <laughs> <laughs> I was a vet tech, and I actually do animal communication, so it worked. And then I was like, you know, I'm kind of over this whole vet tech thing and doing the animal stuff for money because I just love animals. And then my friend said, well, why don't you start trying to do the psychic thing? I was like, oh, all right, I'll give it a try. And I loved it. Um, what was your first reading like? Because knowing you have a talent, it's like it's like that frog that sings when nobody's paying attention. It's like I'm the best singer, and then you have to like do it. And people, I think, walk in kind of prejudging uh, yeah. a, uh, an intuitive or a spiritualist or a psychic or, or whatever people self-identify as. Um, you know, there's a lot of like, you show me, right? Were you there, terrified your first reading? You know, yeah, and there there was a lot of that at first of oh well, guess my name and that kind of stuff, and I'd be like, oh god, is it is it Frank? I don't I don't know. Um, but now it's just, cheap, is what it is, right? But um, <laughs> you know, I'm first. <laughs> there you go. But as time went on, I realized like you know I actually do have this gift, and I don't have to prove myself. So a lot of my clients can vouch for me when I they come in like that. I go, I'm sorry, I don't play stump the psychic. Do you have a question? <laughs> so I've actually just kind of branded myself as people like to call me the angel that bites with honesty. So um, getting a reading with me, I'm going to tell you exactly what I see and. Chances are I won't be very nice about it, but I'll make you laugh. <laughs> and sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. Like last mm-hmm. night, there were moments that, that things were happening to a certain level. Um, and there was times it just wasn't. What I like about you is that you, you, just, you just let it take its course. Yeah. You can't, you can't force these things with anything spiritual. You know, you have to know, like, as much as I like to joke about what I can do, it's not me. It's the spirits that decide to talk to me. I'm just a vessel. I'm a tool. Basically, <laughs> I've been called a tool too, but not so useful. Yeah. Even last Friday, I was called anyway. But so, <laughs> wah, wah. Um, how how does this affect your daily life? Are you like at the grocery store and you're like, 
I just want to buy some milk, and there's like, hey, I need something to tell you. Okay, occasionally that does happen, but you know, I grew up in a pretty intuitive household, so it was impossible to get away with anything when I was a kid. You couldn't sneak out. It no, was like- <laughs> I really couldn't, and it was so unfair. And my best friend had the same problem. So just growing up with that, you know, it's really unfair. It's like someone reading your diary constantly. So I like to try and keep that antenna down when I can. So if I'm not gonna do something psychic, I'm gonna try not to like pick your brain. Occasionally it does happen, um, and I, I can't really help it. But I, I try and respect those boundaries because it's just rude. Let's talk about how you how you run these ghost hunting uh, opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody is always intrigued, whether they're uh, a believer or not, in, in, in the tools that, that, that you guys use, or y- you ladies use. Thank you. And, and you actually brought some uh, with us. I did, I did. Do you mind running through what you use? What, what I found fascinating is that the, the, the course of the evening, you uh, try different ways uh, to experience the presences yeah well you know and the whole uh job of ghost hunter isn't necessarily to try and like oh look here's the ghost it's actually to try and disprove the ghost so and you know i'm, I'm actually saying it wrong i say ghost hunting because because i i whatever I call it that it's too. paranormal investigation team yeah so technically it's paranormal investigation team i like calling it ghost hunting because i'm uh i guess raunchy like that so i'm okay with being called a ghost hunter <laughs> But, um, yeah, so we have a lot of different equipment, and really the job of a ghost hunter or paranormal investigator is not only to experience the ghost, but also to capture evidence of it. So even though there's psychics on my team that will say, well, hey, the spirit's talking to me and blah, 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 you want to have it on video, on audio recording, and try and catch it on some of our nifty little devices that we have so that we then have evidence of it. Um, and the cool thing about the LA Paradolls is that we have a very good blend of the scientific stuff as well as the psychic stuff. And especially in the case of the Roar Boom, we have been able to use both to slowly develop the story of the spirit that we've later been able to confirm as true, which has been great. Um, so some of the equipment we have, this really happens to be like my favorite piece here. It's a K2 meter. A K2 meter is an EMF detector, electro... And it's gay-friendly. It, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's an EMF detector. EMF stands for electromagnetic field, which is just electricity, essentially. So, you know, when you do a paranormal investigation, you want to take this or a melmeter, which is basically just a really fancy um, K2 meter that, again, measures electricity. And you'll see a lot of electricians use this guy. But um, you kind of scan to find out where your hotspots are and stuff. And why you use it in ghost hunting is people believe that um, spirits can actually be detected through electricity, that they give off an energetic presence that we can measure with these guys. Um, with this one in particular, what's great about it is that you just use lights. So we've been able to tell spirits, like, well, if you mean yes, can you light it up to the yellow light? If you mean no, can you light it to the green light? And we've had a lot of really great responses with it. I found that very fascinating because I was there last night. And, you know, I'm a believer slash not believer, like, okay. And it was my first time being part of, 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 of your group. Um, and what I loved is that it just sat there and it was at a minimal light. And then it would respond to certain questions and it would all of a sudden appear. And those appearances mixed with some of the pictures that were taken at that moment because you have a whole team that's taking pictures the whole time and videoing um, and some of the orbs showed up. In fact, my friend that I brought, he was taking a picture and all of a sudden the orb showed up in that area that we were all Yeah, that's great. Talking that's so about. great. Isn't and I know exciting? that you, you actually go through a space before and you know where the different outlets are and all that so you stay away from those so it's not a mixed reading. Yeah, or you'll at least know what the reading is and you really want to be aware of where like all the big electronics are and stuff like that. For instance, um, we were doing a private investigation. Like Gert's purse? There, yeah, yeah exactly. A lot of electronics. <laughs> 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 ne- yeah. Never mind the noise <laughs> contamination. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I need some more spider teeny. Yeah, I have it right here for you. And please, if you could, before before we go to break, like, please explain the story of what your your dream or your fantasy uh, I was. I will explain that actually right now before I forget. So being a little witch myself, I've always wanted Andorra to pour me a drink. So this is just a dream come true. <laughs> And and it's a, it's a strong drink too. So oh my thank god, you. do you love it? Why why did you oh, want Endora to pour you a drink? How did that become a dream for you? Because when I was five years old, I watched Hocus Pocus and I decided I wanted to be a witch, and I stayed true that. And I saw the TV show Be Witch. And I was like, I want her to be my grandma. And she was a cool witch. She was like Auntie Mame meets witches. Yeah. Well, magic, She's Auntie magic Mame of witches. became like very hot in the sixties. I Dream a Genie, Free like Love. the witch. Everybody yeah. captured it. And um, Mary Jane Austen, who's going to be Samantha for Halloween with me, she's not here with us tonight, but she's not she's a not fan. passed on. I just want to God rest her soul. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's <laughs> not a fan of Bewitch, but I'm like, are you kidding me? It Look, was she's like playing the, the boring part. That, that's why. But I just thought it was the greatest show of the 1960s, and I thought magic was so amazing, and and witches, and all of a sudden it made witches not like ugly and and like with warts, we're and so cute. they made us like, like beautiful <laughs> with like a red hair ring. Before I was everything. gay, charmed was was material yeah. for me. For anyway, um, okay, what else have you brought here? And these are all things that you use on your normal. Um, I yeah. want to talk about the divining rods, the divining uh, dowsing rods, or oh. divining rods. Yes. Well. So I was th- that was the French pronunciation. We we we, because these are these are kind of controversial because they're so old in 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 practice. Yeah, they're old in practice, and they're also psychic tools. So it's one of those things where there's no scientific explanation behind them. Uh, I can't tell you what year they were starting to be used, but people initially used them to look for water and oil. So you'd kind of just like walk around and wait till they cross to tell you that there's oil there. Um, and I know someone from Wisconsin who father has like a farm or a ranch out there. And she said, well, I remember when I was 12, I followed him, my dad around while, you know, he had these because he was trying to figure and out where to put friend? the well. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. You know. <laughs> There's a reunion. Charity. Charity. <laughs> charity. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so we've used dowsing rods in paranormal investigations to have the spirits help us answer yes or no questions and point to things. And not my paranormal team, but a paranormal team that I've heard about and met some of the people from um, back east actually used it. They were in a forest where it was confirmed that someone had um, went missing, but rumored that the body was there. And they actually used dowsing rods and a pendulum, and they uncovered the body. That's crazy. Yeah. And last night, it wasn't just your team holding them. You gave them to, to, to people that were visitors to the group. Yeah. And it was weird how... They followed certain people. They answered questions, yes or no. Uh, they picked out their their drink. Yeah, this is the best part about the roar room is that a lot of the the, the in fact uh, the the picture that we took shows you actually pour uh, shots. For oh, yes. the, for this because they're they're drinkers. Yeah, spirit spirit. I know where I'm going to go. Where I'm. How do I get exactly. a reservation there? <laughs> you have one. Well, what's the number? <laughs> if you're allowed out from below. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Spirits are total boozers, especially when you go to a haunted bar. So um, we've actually told the owners to pour a shot for the spirits every night before they open. And the great thing was is usually the owners like to pour a shot of Fireball whiskey. But um, on this particular investigation that we had gone on, we discovered that the spirit that we were talking to anyway, like Jameson. So the next day the owner pours a shot of Jameson and she calls me and she goes, well, I don't think all the spirits here like Jameson because I poured it and then the air conditioner went off and the refrigerator broke and then the ice maker broke and then our Roomba broke. She goes, and then I poured Roomba? it. Roomba? Yeah, they have a Roomba but it's a little vacuum robot thing. I think you're talking about like the, uh, the aerobic video Zumba. with the Brazilian. Yeah, that's <laughs> 
Girl, I would haunt Zuba too. I'm not moving my body for nothing. So she said that she finally just like kind of took the hint and she's like, okay. So she poured him a shot of fireball and um, Fleetwood back came on and then all the electricity went back on and it was all good. So she's actually learned how to communicate with the spirits at her bar. I, I, I just love it. Um, talk about some of the other excursions. You go to uh, the abandoned zoo. Or n- not abandoned. I mean, yeah, the, the, just the like old leave. zoo in Griffith Park, which has been really um, an interesting investigation for me and my team. We have some pictures of that. Oh, very cool. Now, yeah. e- explain to me. Uh, there's your team, actually. There's my girls. Now, explain to me what orbs are in photos. Because I know from, from the TV shows. Oh, and for fans of Paranormal, uh, we're having Chip Coffee on. Chip Coffee was on uh, Paranormal Investigation with that cute boy. It was on A&E. Paranormal State. Par- mm, there girl. you go. <laughs> and he's, he's doing a live exorcism on Halloween, like on the Travel Channel or something. Uh, he's going to be on the show in, 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 in uh, November. So what are orbs? And... I can speak from uh, from experience last night. We took pictures and there was nothing there. When you see the pictures, there's these white globes of light. Yeah. So the idea is is that a lot of times that our human eyes and ears cannot pick up the high frequency that because we're drunk. Are putting off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, especially at the door room because we're just... calling Uber. <laughs> Cheers. Um, yeah. So it's just said that we can't really pick that up. So when we use um, recorders to try and capture this, we do pick things up, such as EVPs, which is electronic voice phenomenon, which is the audio. But the visual, yeah, you have orbs, and which are like little circles, basically. Sometimes big. Sometimes big, and so they can take different They're shapes. They're overweight. It's fine. It happens. It happens. Some goes are not uh, exercisable. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. I love... Oh my Why? god, I love that. Oh my that was I, such I, a great I think that was a personal attack on me. Uh, <laughs> I always How tell. dare you? <laughs> You're tall from up and down, not side to side. I tell my friends that I'm going to haunt them and that I'm going to beat the chubby ghost because there's no exercise in me. Oh, I'm my, not god, going I love that. oh my god, I love that. Love <laughs> That's like a Beetlejuice. That yeah. should be in the next Beetlejuice yeah. movie. Love yeah, it. I'm feeling it. But um, so what orbs are is basically an anomaly of a spirit or energy that we are not seeing with our eyes. It is really hard to um, tell them apart sometimes from dust. But if you learn the paranormal, if you learn what the difference is, it does start to get easier. But sometimes you get some anomalies that don't look like dust. You have them in the shape of mist, humans, um, just all sorts of streaks of light a lot of time that you just can't explain. So it's been now, really cool. Now, how do you go gay ghost hunting? Because that's the only ghost I'm interested in. Remember that scene in Ghostbusters where... You know, when I was on a music video or something. Well, gay ghost hunting. So first off, the row room does have and a they gay go, night. <laughs> the row room does have a gay night every Monday. Actually, once we're done, there's there? a gay night. Yeah. So oh. you know, just gay ghosts. Like it could be a thing. But um, gay ghosts. When are we going to Hollywood? When are we going to West Hollywood? West Hollywood there tonight. All right, there we go. Let's go find them. Um, so to our listeners, go to LADolls dot com. LADolls. dot com. Click on events, um, and you offer events that people can come join. Yes. And it's it's so worth it if you want something that's not hokey that you really want uh, to experience something like last night there was that cold flash right by me and my hand started Which to feel like it was burning so cool. and the temperature gauge went down it was it was crazy um, uh, and for our listeners coming up uh, in the next few weeks we have Linda Blair from Exorcist oh, oh, wow. we have Magenta and Columbia from the Rocky Horror Picture Show calling in for 40th Amazing. anniversary I could die. Uh, we have Rutania Alda, who wrote uh, the latest book, The Mommy Dearest Diaries, from her oh. time on set. Oh. Uh, we have Mindy Sterling, who played the German dictator from Austin Powers, telling us about the new uh, movie. So uh, look us up on Facebook, uh, On the Rocks with Jill and Alexander. If you have any ideas or want to shout out, email us at info uh, at ontherocksradioshow.com. Thank you so much to our listeners. Real fast, where can people find you? Thealoneexperience.com. LAParadolls.com. Gert Crawford on Facebook. Yes. On the Facebook. The Facebook. The Facebook. I love Sosa. that. 
We'll see you next week. Kurt, thank you so much. Uh, and thank you for the drinks. And to our live audience that were very lively. They were Woo! very lively. Yes. This has been On the Rocks with Jill and Alexander. Every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Download full episodes on iTunes. Find us on Facebook. Tweet us at JA On the Rocks.